0: Thank you, Keith. Now uh, today we'll be looking mostly at First Corinthians chapter twelve. Uh, so if you'd like to to turn to that, but it will also be on the overhead. But the the way I do things is I tend to rant and rave. So we might be here, and then we'll be talking about something else. So don't be surprised with what comes out. I mean, wouldn't, be? <laughs> <It> wouldn't be. <laughs> It's interesting. I heard somebody coming in the front door early this morning and I was going around and then I heard it was Deb. She went, ah, scare the life out of me. And I said, I do that with most girls. But you're here and you made an impression, Deb. So well done. Now, today uh, we're looking at Corinthians chapter 12 um, and it starts off because Paul wrote this letter to the churches of Corinth because even way back then they had issues within the church even way back then they didn't really understand what was happening and how they should treat each other and they had a lot of carry over baggage from worshipping idols uh, sacrificing children sacrificing other things to, to gods that weren't God so Paul needs to straighten them out. We need to be straightened out as well. Uh, It starts off uh, talking about spiritual gifts and uh, we're not going to really go too deep into the spiritual gift side of things. Uh, Suffice to say that a lot of believers don't believe in spiritual gifts and a lot of believers have a greater emphasis on spiritual gifts than I have. Who's right and who's wrong? God knows. The problem occurs, I think, when some churches and some Christians will say, unless you can, speak in tongues, unless you can do miraculous healing, unless you can prophesy, unless you can, then you're not a Christian. The Holy Spirit is not in you. I don't accept that. What I do accept is that the Holy Spirit works in us and he works differently in each of us. Some of us allow the Holy Spirit more into our hearts, I guess, in different areas. and can be of teaching, preaching, showing love. That's where I see the Holy Spirit working. But I would never condemn anyone for their Christian faith if they couldn't raise people from the dead or do miracles. Some people believe that miracles stopped when Jesus died and the disciples died. Other Christians believe there's a continuation of the gifts and I think most people fall somewhere in between. But as I say, remember, do not be discouraged. If someone says to you, Can you speak in tongues? Or can you raise people from the dead? Do not be discouraged. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying that not everyone can do that. So, let's have a look. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when we were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit says, Jesus is cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. God's name is getting attacked so much today. I turned off all the news about six months ago on the TV. Now I'm turning it off on the radio in my car. I don't need it. I don't need to hear how bad things are. I'm listening to the football. And I'm a docker supporter for those who don't know. I'd rather listen to that than all the carry-on about why there is no God and why I can't take it. Uh, Now, when this book was written, there were people following and worshipping false gods. They may have been involved in human sacrifices and other practices and totally opposed to Christianity. Some people were accusing Jesus of being evil. People haven't changed, have they? This was 2,000 odd years ago. How can he be the son of God? How can he be the king? Hearing it the same. Same today. People who say Jesus is Lord are filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be encouraged to say that. Because if you're like me, there's certain issues, believe it or not, I don't want to voice my opinion on things. It's easier, safer. But then I'm thinking, is it the right thing to do? Depends on the situations. Verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. That's the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, which is another way of testing the spirits. Is it for the common good? There are nine gifts. There's a message of wisdom, the message of knowledge, by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these work uh, all these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So if we miss out on something, don't be too worried. We can pray about it, think about it and when we're ready God will give us what we need. Verses 8 to 10 I think uh, are the most contentious verses in this chapter and even today I know people from different churches who will not speak to one another because they have a difference of opinion on spiritual gifts. It's important to remember that the gifts are given us for the glory of God not for the glory of ourselves okay now unity and diversity in the body reading from verse 12 just as the body though one has many parts but all its many parts form one body so it is with Christ for we are all baptized by the one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. This is where it gets interesting too. Now if the foot shall say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would for that reason stop being part of the body. No. As it is, there are many parts but one body. That make sense? all right. I was talking to uh, my boys during the week and they were saying to me that you can actually use body parts from different animals to replace them in your body. I said, how do you mean? They said, well, you can use pig's knuckles. Correct me if I'm wrong, doctors. You can use pig's knuckles... Sorry? Pig's valves, okay, for the heart and so on. And then Harrison says, oh, you can also use pig's ears for the hearing. And I said, no, you can't use pig's ears because when you're on the phone, there's too much crackling. <laughs> but, so, I don't know if that's medical. It's probably IT stuff. Now, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices in it. As I'm maturing, the ground is getting further away. If I bend over, you may need to dial triple O. Unless I do it, brace my back correctly, brace my spine, I struggle to bend over. Phil, give him an Indian wrestle later with his left arm. He had an operation on it. I need glasses. Hearing aids. Especially when you're a husband, you need hearing aids. And switch them on, Keith. Keith. As we get older, we realise that we are deteriorating, and how much and how important good organs are. And I write Jim. I could even beat Jim in a hundred metre race, but I would probably need CPR at, at the end of it. When we're fitting well, the body pumps well. Eyesight, 20/20. nothing fails that's what God wants for our church he wants us to be fit and healthy he wants us to be fully functioning he wants us all to be part of the body can it happen? can it happen? is it happening? no can we get better at it? yes yes it's good when I lead you like that because you're saying exactly what I want you to say. The question is, what body part are you? What do you think is your strength, your weakness? I mean, my feet. They need, what I'm saying is, they need to get out into the community and tell people, about God my ears need to phone people up when they're not here and say how are you going and then listen or when people are talking me something I'm not good at my eyes glaze over I need to listen more I heard the names of the two people that are here this morning and I've mentioned his name three times to myself, but I can't remember it. <laughs> You're not <the> only one. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> now, <clears throat> the, the smallest part in the body is very important, isn't it? Uh, our son only has one kidney. Some people are greedy and have three, but he only has one. And we tell him to be careful what he drinks, what he eats, what he puts into his body. And does he listen? No. We need to hear these messages and listen. Because, as I put in the newsletter, if you've read that, if you don't think small things make a difference, you've never been asleep at night in a tent with a mosquito. Where are we up to? Verse 27? Yep. Now, you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, you in the church, first all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, and gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles... Are all preachers, prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have the gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, now eagerly desire the greater gifts? Now, the answer to that is no, not all of us can do that. But over the past few months, if you look at the demographics of our church, we're growing, we're changing. We're getting younger families here. And it's sensational. We're getting more people. Praise the Lord. But with that, comes responsibilities. We have deacons who look after church running of things. And they make rosters up. They get things organised. Elders, we sit back and have coffee. But listen... We listen, sometimes. But I've just listed some of the the tasks, duties, or things that we could do, and what we do do, and what we need helpers for. Door knocking and outreach. We're setting up a class for outreach over the next few weeks, and I would encourage you to come along to that. It will teach you how to go and say, Hello, I want to talk to you about Christ. So that you can see more opportunities that present themselves. Bible study leaders. Bible study classes. We have a ladies class. We don't have a men's class. We have a mixed class. So if you'd like to come along to those classes Please do so. Put your hand up. Come along to those super club helpers. How many do we have, Anna Marie? Um, Yep. Always do with more mops helpers, and that is mothers of preschool preschoolers. All right. how many do we have coming to that, young Pamela? She's out there. Um, about ten mums. ten mums. Now, yep, fantastic, All right? So when that started, we were tossing up whether to have it or not, because we thought, why do we need it? Would anyone come along? Now it's up to ten mums who come along are able to leave their children with Robin or someone and talk about issues that they are experiencing as young mums. Fantastic. Sensational. But we could do with some more helpers. Kitchen duties. This is what I love. We have some people who come along and help out and it's fantastic. But we need more. So if you can help out, please do so. I like Ning's cooking too, by the way. Uh, Beforehand, setting up chairs. We have one sound person and one overhead projector person. If anyone can press buttons like Wayne, please see him. I helped him one day and I lasted five minutes. That's not my forte. IT is not me. But if anyone can help, and that's... Would you welcome people with open arms, Wayne? Very much, yep. Uh, The welcome desk. We have people there that shake hands, and that's fantastic, but we do need some more. And we've even got welcome packs happening. Put your hand up if you've got a welcome pack today. Hey! Sensational. All right. Now, we have some welcome pack wonderful women who are going to help us do that. They put their hand up and said, Can we help? And we said, Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. So thank you very much for that. Packing up after services. It's easier when there's 20 people than one. Prayer warriors. We need people praying for the church. We need people praying for one another. So if you are good at praying or want to improve your ability to pray, see us. Prayer is wonderful. We have a church website, apparently. You didn't know? <laughs> Guess what job you got next week. Now, I challenge everyone here to consider what you can do. Not just for the church, but for the Lord. Because as we get bigger, we need to have more people involved. The challenge I have for those who are already doing things is to see someone else's skill. See someone else's gift and say, tap them on the shoulder. Hopefully they don't run away. And you just say, look, I have seen a specific talent that you have. Can we harness that for the Lord? And something I'll guarantee is that if you use that gift for God's glory, you will really enjoy it. You will grow as a Christian and you'll become even more dynamic. So pick something that you can do. That's a good starting point. This person I knew came up to me and says, Mark, I can't believe it. I was in the choir for three weeks and they kicked me out. And I looked at him and I said, Brother, I've heard you sing. I'm amazed you lasted that long. Pick something that you think you're good at and come on board we're here to help speak to the deacons speak to the elders Okay, let's have a look at chapter 13 first one if I speak in the tongues of men and angels but do not have love I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Where do we fit? Do we do that every minute of every day with love? Do we have that at our uh, wedding, my turtle dove? Yeah. Do I do it every day, my turtle dove? You knew the answer, didn't you? Yeah. I don't even know why I asked. Christ died for all of us. He died for you. He died for me. He died for people I don't like. He died for people I don't know. So, why do we have to fight and argue and carry on? We need unity in the church. For the sake of the church and for the sake of saying to outsiders, I go to a church, I love it. Come along. It's full of love. Full of peace. Full of encouragement. We need to be a group of people that read the scriptures. We need to write it on our hearts. And we need to apply it. Has anyone ever met people who actually know book, chapter and verse of the Bible? Does anyone know people who know their scriptures but don't come to church and they apply the scriptures as reasons not to come to church I've met many people they've missed the love fine to have it up here but you need love the popular saying now don't judge don't judge me Me, 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 me. What does the scripture actually say? Do not be judged, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and it will be forgiven to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, you will be judged. So when I'm judging other people, they're judging me back. God's judging me. And having been in churches all my life, I've seen the best and the worst of Christians. Christianity 101 Ways to Stop Judging by Mark McGilvray. Find out the full story before you condemn someone. I'll tell you this. I beat my wife up every morning. And it's true. I wake up at six o'clock, she wakes up at seven. I beat her out of bed. Listen to
1: what is being said. Give people the opportunity to finish what they're saying. Or a Don't be easily offended. I've seen families break up. They're in the kitchen. The wife is cutting cucumbers left or right, and the person in charge of the kitchen wants them cut right to left. The wives say, "Husband, get involved." Deacons are called in. Elders are called in. Before you know it, those who cut on the right on this side and those who cut left the right on this side. We put the chairs down at the church one day and instead of going this way, we put them at a slightly different angle, turned up an eye on a different screen. People came into the church. What's going on? No, it wasn't me. Thank you, my dear. I was called out to please explain. I've seen problems over whether we have hymns or whether we have new songs. I've seen problems over whether we have movie books or reading books. Don't expect praise expect because you'll be disappointed. I work from home. So I think it's just right for me to help with the cooking and to help with the washing. Feed the cat and the dog, make sure the boys are So one day I said, do the washing. I go outside, I'm hanging it up and I'm looking. When a turtle dog gets home from a busy day, She will see the washing on the line and say, you are the most wonderful husband. Anyone could ever marry. And Anyone would be jealous and envious of me because you are a sensational husband. That's what (laughs) we (laughs) think. We have a washing machine and we keep the Bible put in six pairs of the socks alright that's 12 socks when it finishes the cycle there's only nine socks <laughs> and three pairs how does that and as Maria says were the clothes all the same colour they're tending to be that way but, so I put them up so the sliding door opens and I'm expecting this big smile and smile I. have you know, told you, before. Hang up the same. I there. Look at that. It's What's He's doing it. Anything, a game, sure. them, like it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, probably I shouldn't have done it, <laughs> I do it every week. Why do I do it i something that helps? But something that has taught me is humility and not to expect Christ. Because even though I'm doing something, I might be doing it wrong. <laughs> but I'm getting more better. I be, I mean, why do I need So, Fellas, when you get the look from your wife and you think you've done your best, you just have to be humble enough to say, I'll try again. But at least I'll try. You know? But it could buy all of a sudden as well. Moving forward, we will make mistakes, and that's something I've learned a husband the we don't make mistakes. Unintentional ones, we can deal with others. Intentional ones, over and over again, are we doing this for a reason? Uh, forgiveness, finishing off, soon. Matthew 6.14, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. If you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not be. That's the bit that I worry about. And that is the challenge I will give to each one today. As we grow up and group, we will make a Forgive Forgiveness. After that, we will mind the Some of us might more and others We ask for, for forgiveness. As fathers, we will mind the And then you ask our children to for As friends, we will mind we ask for forgiveness. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we ask them to forgive us because we need to do that to be So if there is anyone that you need to see, apologize to, go and do it. Go and do it. Because while we're alone, is you need to be so ask to ask forgiveness the person you're asking forgiveness from will not forgive you you can't do any more you need to know God from that and people say I don't remember anything that's exactly happened before and I've forgiven and forgotten that not always the cuts. But there are still people that hurt me 20 years ago. But so I don't know how I would respond. interesting, coming back from the Calhoun, there was one seat left on the train that I was on. And God had said me. Because I sat next to the person that had caused me grief. Ten years ago. In the past, I would have done off the train But now, God made itself. There's two hundred and six on the train, and I can sit next to someone. But I didn't want to sit next to him. God showed me. Don't believe up the me you saw you sort of do it. You go and get things next. With your family. With other members of the church. Do it. As soon as you can. That's the challenge I've Hopefully, there's a challenge in right. the hands for everyone else. But please, if you would like to get involved in the church in all sorts of ways, we have leaders to receive that. ability and such. Just check with them. And we'd love to have him. I'm actually <laughs> making Because I know that the girl is basically laying in skills. And there are people here They can do one more. Jim tells me that he can't call. But he can see. But so when we have men's breakfast, how old are you, Jim? 101. and one. Eighty. 86. 86. Now it doesn't matter whether we have to breakfast at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, or 9 o'clock in the morning, whether we have to climb a hill to get to breakfast, young Jim is there. That's a message to me. He doesn't have to say anything, he's there. That's all we need to do. A small things, we need to do. Jesus, we thank you that you're in our lives. We thank you that we have a church that we can come to, that we feel comfortable with. You. And our challenge is to make this a better place for you, to make ourselves better people for you, to see a need, and to have the skills and talents and gifts to fill that down. Not for our Lord, outside there are so many people who don't know about you. We need to We need to have them. a church that reads its Bible, that loves its members, that believes in our nation, and believes in helping you. Lord, just help us. Give us the strength and the courage to put our hands up and ask what we do. Father, help us to show love. Help us to ask for forgiveness and forgiveness.